Come on with it. Hey, y'all, this is Chigger Ticky, and welcome to the podcast. I really appreciate you being here. And so let's get started. Hey, can you believe it's already the end of August? This means we're just about to start the college football season. In the Deep South, especially here in the state of Alabama, football allegiances are something like religious faith. Most of us who grew up down here were indoctrinated in football from the cradle. In my state, your indoctrination would be either in Auburn or Alabama. Auburn and Alabama are like two S-E-C-T-S, that's sex, of the same religion. In fact, when outsiders, or as we tend to call them, Yankees, move into the area, they're welcomed with two questions. Have you found a church yet? And are you for Auburn or Alabama? In my case, I was indoctrinated as a member of the Auburn sect. And as with most religions, this was simply because my dad was an Auburn man. I was trained how to argue against the Alabama folks. And those were tough years, the Bear Bryant years, when Alabama routinely mopped up the turf with Auburn jerseys. Even though I couldn't have explained it when I was a kid, I began to learn a lesson in those days. Your team's success or failure is tied to your own personal ego. If your team bests another person's team, well, this meant that you had somehow prevailed over that person. You had gained more value than that person. Leading up to the season-closing Alabama versus Auburn games, we little boys would argue as if we ourselves were the starting players for Alabama or Auburn. What's more is we'd hear our dads arguing with their peers in the same way. And if our team lost, as often happened in those days, well, then that just meant the other side must have cheated. So from early September all the way to New Year's, we were in the high holy season of football. Well, when it came time for me to go to college, Through an odd series of events, I broke my daddy's heart by choosing not to attend his beloved Auburn University. I went instead to another Southeastern Conference school, one with a storied football tradition. As my dad brushed away his tears of disappointment and sorrow, he consoled himself by saying, well, at least you're not going to Alabama. So I went off to this great storied football university, and as soon as I got there, the football team began to suck. But I knew how to play this one. If my university was losing, well, it's because other universities were cheating. Anyway, I graduated and went out into the world carrying my alma mater's colors, rooting for them as they mediocred their way through the decades. And like all good Southerners, I observed the high holy season of college football by spending nearly every Saturday from roughly 11 in the morning to 11 at night on a sofa in front of a TV, intermittently cheering and cursing as I watched game after game after game while gorging myself on various forms of liquid 
and solid carbohydrates. But then, several years ago, without any kind of professional intervention, I became a recovering football fan. I didn't quit the football faith cold turkey. I weaned myself off of football. My alma mater's team was extremely helpful in this process as they continued to suck at depths I never believed possible. And get this, I found that on those Saturdays in which I stayed completely away from football, I was more productive, my spirit was actually at peace, I could use that time to take hikes, to read, to write, to watch a movie, whatever. At the same time, though, a curious thing began to happen. Some of my friends, upon hearing that I was no longer watching or even interested in football, began to take offense. They said things like, Oh, so now you're Mr. High and Mighty, too good for football, too high class and intellectual for the rest of us. And of course, this is the very thing that happens to people who abandon a faith community. They get ostracized by the believers. And here's the thing, if I can be honest. In time, I actually did begin to think of my abandonment of football in a rather high and mighty way. On Saturday afternoons, I would catch myself thinking, those poor souls wasting their time for 12 hours or more in front of TV sets, and what do they gain from that? Then I would open my book of Fyodor Dostoevsky or William Faulkner and smugly read. Lately, though, I've started to rethink this. Those poor souls watching football all day, I had asked myself, what do they gain from this? Well, perhaps they gain something that's fairly important. Recently, I remembered an occasion from about 35 years ago when I was a church minister. With some of the guys in my congregation, I had gone to a downtown men's shelter to serve supper to the homeless who had come there for a meal and a place, warm place to stay overnight. I hate to admit this, but I was intimidated by the prospects of going from my safe home in the suburbs into the dangerous inner city where I would be surrounded by guys who had police records, tough dudes who lived on the razor's edge. When we got to the shelter... We found 15 to 20 grungy-looking guys gathered in front of an old TV set with rabbit ear antennas. Flickering on the screen was a live football game, two Southeastern Conference powerhouses duking it out. As my church guys and I set up the meal to serve, we joined in watching the game. And the homeless fellows drew us into their banter about the game. After all, football gave us a common vocabulary, a mutual language. Third and long, fourth down, they better punt. No, they should go for it. And in no time, a group of guys who in most situations would be divided and categorized, some of us were black, some were white, some homeless and jobless, some professional career people, some winos, some teetotalers, lots of differences. But in front of that TV set, all of us were football fans speaking a common cultural language and having a shared cultural experience. Hierarchies and divisions melted away, and so did the fear I had felt when I first walked into that place. After all, these were guys 
just like me. And it occurs to me that this is also what happens on a much broader scale down here in the South. As I'm sure you know, in our Southern history, we've had a rough go in the arena of race relations. But when it comes to the religion of football, well, red, yellow, black, and white, all can be precious in football sight. All of our teams are multiracial. The fans in the stands are multiracial. The banner about the games in the workplace are usually multiracial and also multi-class. When the talk turns to football, your station in life doesn't matter as long as you have an idea or an opinion about the game. What do we gain from this? Well, I guess we gain a sense of community where otherwise we might not have one. But don't get your hopes up. I do not intend to abandon my recovery from football. Over the summer, I got rid of all my live streaming TV, and now I only have platforms like Netflix and Hulu and HBO. So no ESPN, no sports networks, no live broadcasts for me. But I no longer stand in judgment of those who choose to worship at the gridiron altar. Even as once again I pick back up my copy of Dostoevsky or Faulkner. And probably, I shouldn't say this, but I hear through the grapevine that my alma mater's team doesn't suck so much anymore and that they could possibly be pretty good this year. So don't tell anybody, but I am going to reserve the right to sneak off to a bar and take a peek at a big screen TV now and then. And in honor of the hapless football team of my beloved alma mater, I've commissioned the Hueytown Symphony Orchestra to play our unofficial fight song. Those are the dulcet tones you hear right now. As always, thanks for spending this time with me. I'd love to hear from you. You can contact me by email. It's chiggertiki at gmail.com or by giving me a shout on social media. Search chiggertiki on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Pop over to the website, chiggertiki.com. Y'all be kind to one another, be excellent to one another, and have fun rooting for your favorite football team. I'll catch you next time. Come on!